Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Just B, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I'm hyped. We coming off a three and one. Three and one. Did we say we were going four and zero? I'll take three and one. Three and one's good. I'm in a good place. Three and zero, two and one. <laughs> Who's counting? I thought. I thought we said. I thought we said four and zero. It was three games. Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> then I'll I'll take the two and one. And of course, we have Melissa. How's it going? Yo, <laughs> what up, guys? <laughs> Good to be back. I am very excited about what we've seen the last. Was it three games? Four games? I'm just kidding. Happy to be back. Three, four. Who's counting? <laughs> we won the majority. <laughs> Derek came all dripped out today with the jersey and the hat, the city edition. I mean, had to do it for DeMar DeRozan, who played 92 minutes in two days and scored 73 points on 62% shooting, which is crazy. Yeah, shout out to Billy for pulling his his best Tibbs impersonation, (laughs) playing him 92 minutes. That's some Tibbs level of stuff going on there. Load management. What is that? What's load management? We don't care about load management here. You're trying to get into the playoffs. <laughs> like, DeMar doesn't care. He said, I ball for free on the summer. So let's go. DeMar is like the sturdiest basketball player ever, I swear. He just plays through everything. Anyways, Derek's yeah, a nice true hooper. Hmm? True hooper. True hooper. For real. So, Derek, like, um, Keisha, she saw like the video that you were in over the weekend, and her main her main thoughts were like, Derek has a whole lot more clothing than I do. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> how did you how did you come to put that collection together? Like, how how long did it take you to like get all of that stuff accumulated in your closet? Yeah, we need we also need you to to break down like the whole experience for us. Tell us what yeah. happened. Yeah. Well. That that's amounted over years. <laughs> it's like that's just not just thrown together quickly. But um, you know, last month the Bulls reached out to me. They said they were doing this fan spotlight with Michelob Ultra, and they asked if I would be interested in doing it. And I'm like, why are you even asking me if I'm interested? Of course I am. <laughs> and you know, they they flew me and. My fiance out to Chicago. They paid for the hotel. They gave a hundred dollar gift card for Uber to get around Chicago. Um, gave me tickets to the Brooklyn Nets game at the UC. Um, they had me come in and do an interview, which you know they posted a little clip on Twitter and Discord, and during. The interview, they told me I would be sitting courtside actually for that. So, got to courtside for a game and everything was on the Bulls. Uh, they didn't show that, you know, they gave me the Bulls and Just Dawn collaboration t shirt um, and $200 to use at 
the Madhouse Team Store. They filmed some stuff in the store, but <laughs> it it didn't make the video. <laughs> like they they didn't even show like the whole closet because that video was pretty much the entirety of what they used. And I did promise some people that we would show the unedited closet footage on this episode. So I will pull that up. All of that was cut from what they showed. Is that all your Jordan, all your Bulls gear? Like everything? Yeah. That's a lot. Derek, you're spoiled. I'm spoiled. I have three pairs of shoes, and my side of the closet is like that little space where one of your jerseys was hanging. (laughs) (laughs) She has her closet that's in the actual room, and I have the closet that's outside of the room. So that is an impressive collection. Yes, it is. I was looking at all the J's. <laughs> so I, I knew you were going to focus on the J's. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. So, yeah, that was that experience. And did they edit out like you heckling Billy? Oh, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that did not make the cut. <laughs> okay, so tell us what happened since it didn't make the cut. They they gave us a, a GoPro to use during the game. Uh, I think the only footage they used was me like saying, yeah, let's go AC after he made a layup. But I did focus it on Billy at one point. Like, look at him just over there doing nothing but chewing gum. <laughs> uh, talked about Ben Simmons' lever cargo pants, which were crazy as well, but didn't make the cut <laughs> It was a blowout win, though, so I was glad to see that. It was a good game. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your shirt, though, Missy. I see Chicago. It's a city of wins. Yes. Just a, just a shirt that um, this brand so gifted to me. They were so gracious. Uh, they're called three. They're called three W, or we will win. But um, they they have like a lot of Chicago merch, which is really cool. They have a lot of good stuff, um, tees, tees and long sleeves and hoodies and hats and beanies. They have a lot of great things. So check them out. They are called Three W on Instagram. They're Three W. We will win. Three W. We will win. That's uh that's how you can find them on Insta. Nice, I like that. They are Bulls have been in the city of wins <laughs> the last couple games. Amen. It's been nice. The Bulls are seven, what is it, seven and four since Pat's jumped on. So we're looking real good. And then Pat said, we should be nine and two. (laughs) Yeah, we should be. Especially that Kings game where Billy just decided not to call a full court press on that last inbounds and Darren Fox just casually walked into a three to win the game. That yes. was traumatic. <laughs> I posted a video of myself screaming like a banshee when DeMar hit that three and the and one and uh, 
not even a full we couldn't even enjoy that for like a full two minutes it was, like and that was the second and one he got on a three mm-hmm. and he hits it to tie the game where it looked like game was over ties the game and you just they start backing up and i'm like i'm screaming at the tv what are you doing press press get up on them like why are y'all just casually backing up the floor i'm like if you can't get a steal make sure that they can't get shot off you should try to gave them a hard time to inbound the ball it was no resistance Ayo didn't even have his hands up. And we know, hand down, man down. Thank you, Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's looking at that and even like looking at what happened with them playing against the Miami Heat. Um, I was thinking back to something that like I caught on Stacy's podcast that Adam brought out as far as like just having that attention to detail. And we've noticed that about this team throughout the entire year. Um, you know, like, it's just a matter of, like, maybe just watching or knowing what your opponent is, knowing what the tendencies are. Um, Fox has, has been doing that for the better part of the year. He's been Mr. Fourth Quarter. Um, and to, to realize, to not understand that other than Fox, I don't really have anybody else on that team who can handle the ball and deal with that type of pressure. Um, no, no real ball handlers on the floor for them not to like put a press on or some kind of trap or something to get the ball out of his hands. It was like, it was just like typical of what we see. And it's, it's not just that game as like I brought up before. It's like in that Miami game too, with watching the lead dwindle. And there's like no reaction. Of course, like there were some offensive sets that they weren't able to to um, get through because Miami was putting more of a press on. But I kept wondering to myself, okay, that Miami Heat team, there's no Lowry, there's no real point guard on that team. Why aren't you taking it to them defensively instead of just allowing them to bring the pressure and disrupt our offense? Why aren't you trying to create some more offense by just, you know, putting on more of a press, maybe utilizing Beverly's strengths and, you know, Io's strengths was he, when he was in there subbing in for Caruso. You know, it's, it's those type of attention to details and just like dictating what the opponents see from us that I don't see. And I'm glad that we have like Pat to like really kind of even things out, balance out this team to get them into things that, you know, are worthwhile for them to, to use as a team. But, um, yeah, thank God. Pat has been saving us. Um, I did not think that he would have the effect that he has been having, but I am a firm believer of the Pat Beverly effect. We told you. <laughs> yes, you did. And I didn't buy it. I honestly did not, you know, I I was not a believer. But it is a reason he's made the playoffs every year mm-hmm. somehow some way energy effort urgency he cares and that just again throughout the whole squad everybody feels that so needed so happy yeah they had uh that game too against the kings they took 
think they had 40 attempts I have here in my notes. Um, Three-point attempts, which is, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> 43-point attempts. Um, what do you guys think about, like, how Vooch has been pretty steady, too. He had a double-double again. 20 points, 14 rebounds. Kobe and Pat have been showing up, too, the last few games. Not even just this one. Isn't that I love didn't it. we shoot terrible from three that game? We had 16 shots from downtown on 40 attempts. Yeah, we shot terrible. <laughs> I think Vooch was 0 of 7. I'm like, dude, stop shooting threes. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't three. I'm just I'm still I, I would still rather them attempt though. But would you rather them not take any? Not take any, but limit what they were taking. I think. I'd like to see that as a positive thing that they're taking more, even though they weren't necessarily falling. I would not like to see Vooch take seven threes ever again. Well, yeah, not if he's cold. <laughs> Especially not oh seven. Not it's if like, he's cold. <laughs> just get in the paint, Vooch. Get in the paint. <laughs> That's always been an ongoing issue, though, with Vooch. We we know he's just better in the paint as a facilitator. You run the offense through Vooch, but that always gets lost on the team. I, yeah, I the, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I like them attempting more three pointers, but like I'm with Derek, like it's it's who is taking those three pointers. Like Billy's offense opens up a lot of shots around the perimeter. Unfortunately, he does not play the players that you would expect to be able to hit those shots on a regular basis. So like it goes back to like it was it was um probably around the all-star break where they were interviewing Zach and, you know, he was at the guy who was interviewing him was asking about like what their identity was. And he like paused and he couldn't really pinpoint anything that they do well offensively. And to me, that's pretty telling when like your top player offensively, who you paid a lot of money to, who is known for offense does not know offensively what your identity is like that's kind of problematic and even like with watching what happened with that Kings team the Bulls built that that lead by hitting some timely shots the problem is they're not a three-point shooting team um and, and that's again that's one of those things where they allowed the the op, the opposing team to kind of dictate how they were going to approach everything moving forward. There were plenty of opportunities that the Bulls had to get the ball down low into Booch. And even during the broadcast, they were like, there is no shot blockers. I think like Sabonis has like less than 40 blocked shots. They could have gotten to the rim whenever they wanted to, or at least gotten into the paint. But they allow teams to kind of dictate how they are going to operate um, offensively. The good thing about having Pat in there these past few games, aside from uh, the Sacramento game, is that we found a little bit more of an identity. Even like with that Miami game, we didn't see Vooch take any three-pointers. And I was like, yes, I'm happy about that. And even then, they still did not go into Vooch enough because I'm like, there were plenty of opportunities for you to recognize that, you know, Max Struss is guarding Vooch. Um you, you might want to t- throw it into that tall Montenegrin guy who's on your team that's bigger than everybody on the court. 
And I'm, gl- I'm glad they came out of there with a win. Uh, but the, one of the things that I, I will give Billy some credit for is that it seems like those the bench players, particularly Kobe and Pat, have found their voice. They found their their identity within this Bulls offense. So hopefully that's something that they can really lean into with the next couple of games that they have to finish out the year. I give Billy no credit for that. <laughs> Pat and Kobe both grew up in North Carolina. They played on AAU and college and stuff. They, they have a relationship. <laughs> That's just chemistry coming with putting them in the lineup together. And the only reason they're in the lineup together is because we got Patrick Beverly. So Billy had to change things around by putting Pat in the starting lineup. I guess he didn't want two Pats to be in the starting lineup. So he sent Pete Will to the bench, and it's worked out. That's not anything that his dumbass has came up with on his own. On the next episode of Derek Unhinged. And I I really thought I was not going to say anything bad about Billy. (laughs) Other than that. I got you. I pulled you in. Veteran move. He pulled me in. That's crazy because we actually talked about that. Derek's like, I really don't have much bad to say about Billy today. Other, other than ha- not having them press that Kings play, I was like, I'm I'm cool with Billy. He was fine the last two games. But no, you, you just had to do it, Justin. Right. That's right. Dance, puppet, dance. <laughs> Billy gets no credit. <laughs> I knew it was there somewhere, Derek. Because I've I've seen people say stuff like, "Well, he he's rotated his lineups quite a bit, uh, because of injury. Uh, he's had to. <laughs> his players aren't available. <laughs> That's not something he just said. Oh, you know what's not working? This might work better. No, people are out of the lineup. Stop giving him credit for stuff he doesn't deserve credit for." Yeah, there's all kinds of things with this roster. Like, um, even now, like, with, like, them taking Dalen in and out. And I know people are like, Dalen, you know, um, wasn't quite sure of where he was. He wasn't just NBA ready quite yet. But given with the injuries that this Bulls team has had and the lack of energy and urgency that they've needed, I feel like, at this point of time, it would have been nice if there had been some kind of role that was carved out for Dalen that, you know, you could put him in. He knew what to expect of him coming in. Like you carved out like 10 to 15 minutes of time for him just from an energy standpoint, just from his passing. Like whenever he's in there, I feel like he is always affecting the game in a positive manner. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. Billy has kind of like just had to fall into playing guys in certain like lineup packages that he has. Um, so yes, it is, it has been very hard to give Billy any kind of credit for anything positive that has taken place. Even though Pat, Pat Beverly singing Billy's praises, which I, I haven't quite like put my finger on other than wanting to like get another contract. I haven't quite figured out why that has been the case. I don't know, but 
Now, speaking of Dalen Terry, he played for the Windy City Bulls today, who won by 21 points. And Dalen had 25 points, eight rebounds, and five steals. You think that maybe there's a chance that a role could have been carved out for him on the main roster? Yeah, why is that man in the D League? Or the G League, I should say. No, no, I, I, I actually have a theory on that. I feel like, like, um, AK is still trying to show people that his draft picks are better than Gar Foreman's <laughs> draft picks. So he just sit Dalen down to just totally dominate uh, Denzel Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other? What was the other uh, um, forward that we had on that team like years ago? Um, Snell, Tony Snell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just send him out, send him down there to dominate, just to show I, I know what I'm doing better than than Gar Foreman. That's my theory for that. Because why else would Dalen be in the G League right now? Like, what is it approved by him being in there? It's like Caruso went out in the game last night with a um a left foot injury. He's questionable for tomorrow. So. Why would you send a guy that we could use down to the Windy City Bulls instead of having him on the plane to fly to Philly with the team in case Caruso can't play? Because it makes too much sense. (laughs) Billion cents. I mean, Justin told you he has more faith in Alex Baldwin. (laughs) And a loaded weapon. <laughs> I said checking loaded weapons. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the same difference. I like I like your timing, Melissa. Just straight face, like because it makes too much sense. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we we're good for the last two games. Uh, we beat Miami, swept the season series for the first time, I think, in 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy that, like, we have these wins against so many playoff teams, so many high-caliber teams, and we're still struggling with, what, 30? We're at 33 wins now? Yep. So, like, even despite, like, some of the mismanagement that the front office has done, there's still more than enough talent on this team to not be struggling with that 10th playoff spot. Like, it's it's crazy to me. But it would still be crazy to me if, like, Atlanta relinquishes their lead and somehow we're able to get to them because we're only, like, a game and a half out from that eighth spot. Exactly. <laughs> There's a chance. I don't know how big of a chance because we play Philly twice this week. Yeah, that's going to be rough. It's like we play Philly tomorrow in Philly. And then we play... Philly again on Wednesday in Chicago. We did break the 
Sixers winning streak against us, but Embiid was not in that game. And he is still undefeated against us. Maybe we could play the role of giant killer. Kind of have to. <laughs> it's like we, we have to. But you know, like we have proven that like we can beat Giannis. Giannis was always a matchup problem for us too. And we beat them. Didn't we beat them twice? Milwaukee? Yeah. So, I mean... It's possible. I mean, because, like, when I look back at, like, the, the type of teams that the Bulls lost against, like, that for years, even before Billy got here, there was, like, just this general lack of general toughness that we equated with the Bulls. Like, teams would just, like, kind of walk all over us. And I feel like in years past, if we had that kind of lead versus like Miami, like we had before, we would have lost that that game. Um, just folded, just found a way to just lose. But I feel like when you have like not just Caruso, but you have Patrick Beverly on there with just that bulldog mentality that we are not going to win or not going to lose this game. I think that that's helping to kind of elevate everybody's mindset, uh, especially moving forward in these next couple of games. So I really wouldn't have put it, you know, past us to be able to pull off one, maybe not, maybe even two wins versus Philadelphia. I don't, I don't know about two. Yeah. <laughs> one I could see. One, I don't, yeah. I don't see two because not only is it the, Matchup problem with Embiid. <laughs> it's Embiid and Harden who are foul merchants. It's like they're going to get so many fouls called. It's going to be crazy. Are both of those games in Philly? One's in Philly, one's in Chicago. Okay. Well, now the refs are actually calling fouls for us. There's a chance. Against Harden and Embiid. <laughs> I think who's JB Biggerstaff accused them of bending the rules to get fouls drawn. Yes. <laughs> They're foul merchants. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> James Harden can go like two of 11 and he'll still end up with like 30 points just off the free throw line. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's always a chance. <laughs> Yeah, so we got Philly twice, then we have Portland on Friday. Yeah, Portland's not trying to win any games. 2-1. 2-1. Looking at 2-1 again? 2-1. Yeah. Well, I guess you want to count Sunday's game as this week as well, and that is against the Lakers. Now, Missy will be hosting a watch party for that game. Again? That sold out. And then she put out more tickets and sold out again. We have 100 RSVPs. Nice. Should be fun. I wish you guys were here. 
just yeah. come, just come, come back again, Derek, for like the sixteenth time. <laughs> Justin, be your first. Be if I could made it, I'd be there. I could drink some some Michelob Ultra. I got to shout out the Bulls on this one though, because they're giving some stuff for us for the people that are coming. So, shout oh, that's out. cool. Yeah, shout out to oh. the organization. They're always so good to the fans. That's why. Just another reason why we love them. And Camille. <laughs> Camille, more specifically. <laughs> Big shout out to Camille. <laughs> Wait, we didn't call. We have to shout out the uh, DeRozan Levine um, record. Oh yeah, they. Like the Timber Timberwolves. As the they only are... people with thirty nine points or more in the same game prior to um, before you know other than that is. MJ and Scotty. They're also the highest scoring Bulls duel in history with the 88. Uh, previous was 85 with Jordan and Horace Grant. Jordan had 69 points and Horace had 16. <laughs> so it is DeMar didn't have to carry that much of a load as Jordan did. But shout out to DeMar and Zach for making history. <laughs> So now with the Laker game thrown in there, are we going three and one? I'm going three and one. Jess? I'd go three and one. Like a lot of that depends on the load management of um oh, what's his face? Mr. Glass? Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't talk badly about him like that, but it's true. <laughs> Because uh, they just like load managed him in one game, and like the team lost. The team's trying to get in the playoffs, but he can't play back to backs. Or <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But like, even with that, you know, LeBron's out. I like our chances versus the Lakers. Man, Pat Bev said it's his personal mission to make sure <laughs> the Lakers do not right. make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm pretty confident about that. Well, at least against the Lakers, I'm pretty confident about that one. <laughs> Pat's going for a career high in points in the game. Pat's level of petty is unmatched. <laughs> I and love I'm it. <laughs> Ew, but he was knocking down threes last night, went on a personal like 14 point. 14-0 run by himself and gave him the two small gestures. Five threes. But, like, I understand his level of pettiness, though, because, you know, getting overlooked with what he's been able to accomplish in his career, um, like, Timberwolves didn't make the playoffs before he got on that team. Um, the Lakers were looking like a laughing stock before he got there. Like, he's helped some some teams throughout his years and he's providing a significant impact for us so i understand his level of pettiness because he can back it up oh we love him <laughs> he had what was it um 14 points 14 points in the second quarter and four threes five total though for the whole game that's crazy we love it had the UC jumping. If there's one person that's more petty than Pat, it's MJ. And I can't believe that this idiot, Cowherd, Cowherd, whatever, however you say his dumb name, 
is a bigger idiot than Billy to <laughs> to say that Jordan's accomplishment is like a myth with if you remove Scotty Pippen and Phil Jackson because of his ownership and playing baseball. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like it's like somebody like saying like, well, you know, if you take the cheese out of macaroni, like you just have pasta. Well, well yeah, but we still love pasta. Pasta is still awesome. Okay. So like to like try to like downgrade anything that Jordan has done, um, he's basically helped keep the the Hornets somewhat relevant. Now I'm I'm not gonna like sit here and say like he's had some incredible drafts because he has not but one like a lot of what happened with the draft just had to do with timing um he's missed out on players like beal um i think there was um like he's missed out on dame too but there are other players like Giannis. there are players like clay who went in later rounds like butler um a lot of teams missed out on those players and you know he he had some like difficulty with what was going on in the draft after that, he was able to get some free agents together. I like what he did with getting LaMelo Ball, um, despite the legal troubles that this player got into that is on their team, Miles Bridges. He was having a pretty good year before all of that other stuff happening, you know, with the domestic violence and everything. But he's got a quality big, apparently. I, see, I like what I see out of that kid Williams out of Duke. And I hate Duke players, like with a, a passion. But he's been able to put somewhat of an exciting team together uh, just athletically, just, you know, he's, it seems like he, once he got, I think it was Mitch Kupchuk that he got in to be the general manager. And they've been able to put some pieces around where you could see somewhat of a path moving forward. And like I said to somebody uh, before, if you take like the Charlotte Hornets previous two years and compare them to the Lakers, they actually have more wins. So say whatever you want to about how great LeBron is. We're just going off of, uh, you know, records. <laughs> Haven't been that great <laughs> since you got to L.A., so. I mean, this man won in college. He won in the Olympics in 84. He came to a Bulls team that was the cocaine circus, as we heard in the last dance. And he made the playoffs every single year. Ten scoring titles, defensive player of the year, multiple first team, off all NBA and defense. Six championships, five MVPs, six finals MVPs. Like, how can you say, oh, it wasn't for Phil Jackson and... Scotty Pippen, his myth wouldn't be that big. Like, it's not a myth. There are accomplishments that back this up. Like, Phil was a rookie coach when he came in. Yeah. Scotty wasn't that good when he came in. Jordan took him under his wing and helped Scotty become the player that he was. I'm like, th this disrespect just a get clicks and listens to your podcast it's it's terrible when against the the single greatest player that we've ever seen 
Well, he's been trying to push this narrative of how much better LeBron is than him. Um, and, you know, that, that could work both ways. Like, without Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and a timely Ray Allen three, like, how much are we really talking about what LeBron James has accomplished? Um, you know, so it, it goes both ways. It's just funny, like, when you flip things on people, like, how they really don't have much to say. But, like, to really come out of your mouth and try, try to just downgrade anything that Jordan has accomplished, uh, not just as a player, as an owner, you know, because when you come in and you pay whatever millions and you turn it into over a billion, I'd say you're winning as an owner. Um, but like to like take cheap shots about him, like not making it in baseball, even though he did not have spring training or anything, he was actually able to put up some very good numbers for a player who hadn't played baseball since high school. Um, you know, that, that just tells you a lot about the person who is trying to get clicks, just like you said. Play, it's an interview out there right now with Mario Chalmers, who played with LeBron and said, nobody feared LeBron. He says, people were scared of Jordan. People were scared of Kobe. Nobody was scared of LeBron. Yeah. Why? Ray Allen's three saved him. <laughs> Dwayne Wade has saved him. Like, and he still has his his record in the final still isn't great. It's, what is he, four and six? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a losing re finals record. And you want to talk about the guy that's undefeated in the finals. It's it is funny because like when you look at Jordan's career, um there are so many great players that we do not talk about <laughs> because Michael Jordan beat them all. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And, but then still, there's a lot of great players that we talk about, even with LeBron James being the best player in basketball. I'm, nobody can doubt that, you know, he has been the best player or one of the best. If you like, if you're a Kevin Durant fan and you want to like go down, you know, that path, but, like, there's a huge amount of great players that we talk about in LeBron James' era. Um, some who are even on the team with him. So, yeah. That's an argument that no one really needs to have. It's just foolishness. More foolish than Billy. And <laughs> his very questionable coaching. Stop giving that man compliments. You want to give him compliments, send him a pack of gum. So, yeah. Oh. We're going 3-1 for this next set of games. We're a game and a half out of the eighth seed. And I don't know, Atlanta, I think they're going to give that up. And we'll be seeing us in the eighth spot. No, I'm going 4-0. No, oh, Justin's going 4-0. No, I'm just joking. Because I know Philly. No, 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 no. Say it with your chest. Say no. it with your chest. Say it with your chest. I got in trouble the last time I did that. So I'm not going to say it with my chest. <laughs> but. Um, you got to go all in. You got us beating Embiid. No, no, never mind. <laughs> back yeah. to back. I did not. I discounted Billy's ability 
to sabotage games. Um, I did not take that into account with the last prediction that I had. I feel like this team is capable of going 4-0, but I do believe that Billy is going to do something to sabotage their He's efforts in going 4-0. We'll do three and one. <laughs> yeah, so we're sticking with three and one. <laughs> being in B back to back that's a tall task. Yeah. That for any team. That just went with Billy coaching. So <laughs> until next time. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Tennis game over. The home blow.